0: Listening. to the living room, living, north. room, living, north. Living, room north. North. living room north podcast my name is Lauren and we are in week three of our series guaranteed ways to ruin your life and I am really excited about what we're talking about tonight. But if you haven't heard the rest of the series, I cannot recommend enough to go back and listen. Uh, Ryan spoke the first week on Pride, and talk on Pride is always uh, humbling. So it was just so good, and I really, really recommend you go back and listen to it. And then last week, my friend Allie was here, and she spoke on comparison. And it has, like, kind of ruined my life in the best way, because she just really challenged us with some great questions and both talks, I cannot say enough about them, so go back and listen to them. They are on our podcast at The Living Room North, which, by the way, this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Um, I recently said no to Apple Podcast. I gave it up, and I switched to Overcast. Have y'all heard about this? No, you need to hear about this. This is a public service announcement. Uh, if you like podcasts, it's called Overcast. It's an app, and it is the best podcast app out there. You can make playlists which is a game changer. You can share sound bites from podcasts. You can like make your own little thing and share it with people. Uh, so it's just like one 30 second clip rather than go listen to this hour and a half podcast. <laughs> uh, it is awesome. That, that has zero to do with what I'm talking about tonight. Actually, what I'm talking about tonight is your friends and not podcasts, but talking about your friends because we're in this series called Guaranteed Ways to Ruin Your Life and your friends really can make your life better or worse. And maybe you have experienced both. I hope you have experienced more of the best side of friends, but maybe you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say sometimes your friends can take you to a place you did not ever want to go. So tonight we're going to talk about that. Um, and before we jump in, I have a couple of disclaimers, okay? So Two things I just want to make really clear before we go any further, because I have been in your seat before where I um, am ready to listen, and they're like, we're talking about friendships, and you're like, okay, Um, but here's the thing, tonight I am going to talk about friends, yes, because they are very important. However, I will never say your friends are bad because I don't know them. They are probably lovely people. And I think sometimes when we talk about friends, we're like, there's good friends and there's bad friends. And I don't think anyone is just bad. So I'm not going to say that. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to tell you your friends are terrible because I don't, I don't know. That's for you to decide. Um, And the second disclaimer is tonight, I'm going to talk a lot about your inner circle friends. So I believe that we should all be friends with people who aren't like us, who think differently than us, who might have different beliefs than us. But I'm talking about your inner circle friends, your best friends. These are your ride or dies. These are the people who you could happily go on a road trip with because that is the true test of friendship, am I right? There's some friends where I'm like, love you, never going to travel with you. So that's who I'm talking about tonight, your inner circle, your best Friends, and the reason why I think we need to talk about friendships is because your friends have influence on your life. Whether you know this or not, maybe you know it, maybe you're very aware, I hear that and I hate it. I don't want that to be true because I want to believe that I am a strong, independent person who can make my own decisions, who is not easily swayed by others, but that's just not the case. I am heavily influenced by my friends. I care a lot about what they think, and you probably care a lot about what your friends think, too. I mean, just think about it. I, When I am making a big decision and I need advice, I'm going to call my friends. I'm going to ask them their thoughts on something, their opinions on something, and then I'm not going to say, mm, I don't care and never think about it. No, I'm really going to think about what they said and take it into consideration and kind of weigh the pros and cons and all that, but they, their voice has power in my life. Uh, If I'm out shopping and I see a shirt that I can't decide is cute or ugly, I take a picture of it. I send it to my friends. I'm like, is this cute or ugly? I don't know. And if they're like, oh, it's so cute. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. But I promise you, if they say it's so ugly, I'm like, yep, knew it too. Like, it is all (laughs) what they think. And I see it through their lens. Um, When you start dating someone, it's a huge deal to bring them around your friends, right? Because you want your friends to like them. Not too much, but you want your friends to not mind their presence, right? Like it's the worst when you're dating someone and your friends are like, hey, quick question, um, why? Why are you with them? You could do so much better or they're just so annoyed by them. It's terrible, but you care a lot about what they think. And if we care a lot about what our friends think, then it's really important to know whose opinion we're caring about. So I have these chairs up here and really these chairs represent your inner circle. These chairs represent the people who you care about. Maybe you have one chair, maybe you have 10, which sounds incredibly stressful to me, but maybe you have a lot of people in your inner circle. Maybe you have one best friend and that's great. That's totally fine. But regardless, you have an inner circle. There are people in your life who you care a lot about their opinion. So my question to you, I'm gonna give you 10 seconds just to think about this, to think in your head, names, faces. I wanna know who are the people in your inner circle, 10 seconds and go. And time. Wow, that was great. I don't know who came to mind for you. I don't know how many people came to mind for you, but I'm sure there was someone who you thought, yeah, that is my person. When I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a great day, they're the people who I text. They're the people who I call. They are who I care about their opinion of me. And maybe you've heard this phrase that you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. And that is obviously true. So it's true that we are placed in a family that we didn't necessarily pick, but we can for our entire lives. Think about that. Ever since you were a little kid, you have been able to pick your friends. That is completely your control. So if we are responsible for who we pick as our friends, then it's really important that we're good at picking friends, right? Like we need to be really good at that if it's on us for who we choose as our friends because your friendships are a powerful force. Your friendships, I I would go as far to say aside from God, the relationships in your life have the most power. They have the most influence, aside from God, the most influence on who you are and where you go. Think about it. Your friendships determine the trajectory. Whoa, trajector... What? Trajectory? Is that the word? Trajectory. Gosh. Yeah, I'm going to redo this. Your friendships determine the direction of your life. How about that? That sounds... So much better, your friendships determine who you become. your friendships determine who where you go. your friendships shape you, they mold you uh, even down to the, like the silly things you your friends influence the music you listen to, the TV shows you watch, the movies you see, they even impact your mannerisms. I remember in I uh, oh gosh, I think it was eighth or ninth grade. I had this friend her name is Hannah we don 't know each other anymore, so I can say that and she had this like, it was just like a funny little quirk, I guess, where whenever she said the word so, she like punched her hand to just really emphasize it. So she was like, I'm so angry, or that was so funny, or this was so the best day ever. That one kind of hurt. But I um, was just around her a lot. And I remember one time being at home and I said, I'm so upset. and I did that. My mom was like, what did you just, what are you doing? Are you okay? Is everything good? I'm like, what? And she's like, you just punched your hand, like, to emphasize something, and I didn't even realize that I was doing it. I just did it, because I was around someone all the time who did it, and I eventually just picked up on the habit, and it was easy to break, because it hurt after a while doing that, but it was just one of those things that just naturally occurred, and your friendships, really, they have a lot of influence over every part of your life. They have a huge influence over your mood. I mean, when you're around negative people, what happens? not all at once, you get negative, right? You become a little more negative. When you're around people who just gossip all the time, you're going to start to gossip more. When you're around people who are super happy and excited for life, you're going to be a little more excited and happy about life. Uh, Your friendships even impact how you view your life. If you are friends with someone who has just about no regard to their responsibilities or no care for whether they go to work or do their homework or not, that will eventually rub off and eventually you will also care less about whether you go to work or do your homework. Um, If you are around people who they think it's totally fine to drink until the point that you're drunk, over time you will be able to convince yourself easier that it's fine to drink until the point of being drunk. It's just how it goes. We're just easily influenced by the people around us. Now, that's okay. To be influenced by the people around you is normal. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than. It's nothing bad about you. You see, God created us to be in community with one another. He, commu- he created us to be in relation with one another. And one of the side effects of being in community is that you are going to influence and be influenced. And that's okay. We don't really have a lot of control over whether or not we're going to be influenced. However, we do have control over who's in these seats. We have control over who we're going to be influenced by. That's 100% up to us. Whether or not we're going to be influenced, well, we don't really have a say. But I can determine who is going to influence me. You see, there was um, a guy named King Solomon who was and is referred to as the wisest person to ever live. And in his book of wisdom that we know as Proverbs, he actually talks about this. Like this was something that was so important to him, to the wisest man, friendships, that he needed to write about it. And this is what he writes in Proverbs 13:20. He says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffer harm. Walk with the wise, become wise, For a companion of fools, suffer harm. I love the message translation. This is what it says. It says, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Walk with the wise and you too will become wise. Hang with fools and you will ruin your life. You want to ruin your life? This is how you do it. You hang out with fools. You surround yourself with fools. That's how you do it. And basically, what King Solomon is saying is, show me your friends, and I will show you your future. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Actually, you just look at your friends, and you will see your future. Because they are ultimately taking you to where you're going to go, and who you're going to become. It's just how it goes. So if that's the case if our friendships not only impact us in the here and now, but if our future hangs in the balance, if they are ultimately impacting who we're becoming and where we're going and what in 20 years our lives are gonna look like or in 40 years what our lives are gonna look like, if they have that much power, if that much influence, then I don't know about you, but I really want these seats to be filled with wise people, right? I want people who are wise to be in my inner circle. Because I too would like to become wise, I don't necessarily want to ruin my life, like King Solomon says. So what does that mean though? What does it mean to walk with the wise? What does that look like? Well, I think King Solomon kind of used that as a metaphor for doing life with, as we would say today. The people you do life with. The people who you seek advice from, who you hope to encourage you, uh, the people who you look to that they're kind of your example, those are the people who you're walking with. Those are the people who you're doing life with. And if you want to walk with the wise, well, that looks like finding people who are wise. And I think a few qualities about wise people is they think before they speak. They consider the consequences to their actions. They are willing to have hard conversations. They seek and are led by truth. They ultimately look to God for direction. I think those are wise people. And the thing is, is that if you decide to surround yourself with wise people, you will become wise, which means that you will experience less regret, less hurt, less heartbreak, less pain, and you will experience freedom and joy in a deep relationship with Christ. Because that's that's where wise people are going to take you. Now on the flip side, you could choose to hang with a companion of fools. But King Solomon says that they suffer harm. And what's so interesting to me about that verse, I've always been fascinated by it, is That he says, walk with the wise and become wise, but he doesn't say, hang with fools and you will become a fool. No, there's actually more at stake. Hang with fools and you will suffer harm. Hang with fools and you will watch your life fall to pieces. There will be personal harm in store for you. You will ruin your life. And to me, I think a foolish person has no regard for the people around them. I think they act immaturely. I think they think without speaking. I think they think short term, the here and now. They want short satisfaction, which causes them to make pretty terrible decisions. And they have no regard for God and the role he plays in their life. And so if that's the kind of person that you're surrounding yourself with, then you too will not only become foolish, but you will also suffer harm because you will experience more regret more hurt and more heartbreak and more pain and a stagnant faith. It will not only hurt you, it will hurt the people around you, and it will hurt your relationship with God because you've decided to surround yourself with fools. You see, when I look at these seats, I want people who I know love me, people who I know have my best interests in mind, people who are for me, people who will ultimately point me back to Jesus. That's who I want in these seats. I don't want people who are gonna hold me back or take me somewhere that is gonna cause me more harm or cause me to not be the best version of myself. I don't want that. But the truth is is that your friends will determine the quality and direction of your life. And if that's at stake, then we need to be really careful about who's in these seats. And I remember the first time I heard this line, I didn't write this, our senior pastor wrote it. I remember when I first heard it, I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to change some things. There's some people who are sitting way too close. There's some people in my inner circle who cannot be in my inner circle anymore. And the thing is, is when I look back on middle school and high school and even into college. I know that middle school and high school can be terrible experiences. I have met so many people who say they're some of the worst years of their life and they experienced just some horrible things. I look back on my middle school and high school years and to be honest, I am pretty grateful because I came out rather unscathed. I didn't experience too much harm. I didn't experience embarrassment or bullying. And I don't think It's because, actually I know, it's not because I had a rock solid faith, because I didn't. It's not because I was popular, because I wasn't. It's not because I had a ton of money and had everything I wanted, because I didn't. I think it's because I just had really great people in these seats. And I think there are probably times in your own life, seasons in your own life, where you look back on and you think, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that these people were in these seats. And there's probably other seasons where you look back and you think, oh my gosh, that would have been so different if I had different people in those seats. You see, uh, think about being in the ocean, okay? You are in the ocean and you're just hanging out. I don't know what people do in the ocean besides pee, but you're like playing sports. (laughs) I don't know, Uh, wanting to get a nice tan, but ultimately getting burned, whatever. But you are in the ocean for like an hour or so. And eventually you look up and you look back to shore and you're like, wait a second. That is not my hotel. Those are not my people. Those are not my snacks. And I don't know how I got here. And there was a current that pulled you away from where you started. There was something, there was a force that moved you from where you were to now where you are, and you have a moment where you're like, oh, no. What happened? I don't know what happened here. I don't know how I got here. This wasn't in the plan. The truth is is that your friendships can do that to you. That you can be friends with someone, someone can be in your inner circle, and you're thinking, this is great, this is so good. And then eventually, months go by, years go by, and you think, oh my gosh, no. This is not where I wanted to be. Your friends are going to take you somewhere. And I hope they take you somewhere where you think, wow, I am better than I was. They have helped me. I have grown. They have helped me strengthen my faith. I've become a better friend because of them. I hope that you realize like, oh, my friends have brought me somewhere better. But on the flip side, there's the opportunity that they take you somewhere you don't want to go. You become someone that you didn't want to become. And it just happens. And if we're not aware of that, then they're gonna pull us in one direction or another. But that's why we have to know who's in these seats. And we have to be intentional with picking them. Uh, A few years ago, I had someone in one of these seats who is there no longer. And it's not because anything crazy happened. It's because I didn't like how I felt around them. I felt less than, I felt like they made fun of my life. They didn't understand why I did what I did. They were kind of condescending. And I just didn't like how they made me feel, and especially how I felt once I left. You know those friends where you leave their presence and you're like, I feel terrible about myself. Those are not the people that should be in these seats. And so I had to figure some things out. And over time, we just started talking less. I mean, I didn't have this huge conference call with her. I was like, hi, you have been deleted from my inner circle. I didn't do that. I just decided, like, well, she's not going to be a voice I listen to. She's not gonna be someone I call for advice. She's not gonna be the person who celebrates me because she doesn't. And over time, my inner circle just changed, but for the better. And maybe you have to make some tough calls. Maybe you have to replace some people in this inner circle because they are not helping you become the person you wanna become. So if that's you, if you're thinking, yeah, I need to figure some things out, I need to get some new people in, uh, these are just some things that have helped me filter through my inner circle. Do they want what's best for you? Do they tell you the truth, even when it's hard? That is so important. They don't just tell you the truth when you want to hear it. They tell you the truth when you need to hear it. Do they celebrate you? Do they listen to you? Do they bring out the best in you? And most importantly, especially if you're a believer, do they point you back to Jesus? Do they help you grow your faith? Do they help you become the person you want to become? So if you're thinking about your inner circle and you're like, well, I don't have one, or I have too many, or I need to switch some people out, or, well, Lauren, if I clean out my inner circle, which I need to do, I will be left with no one. If that's you, I think there's three action steps you can do moving forward. I think the first thing you can do is to find them. You need to find them. You need to find people in your life who can be in your inner circle, who will hold you up, who will hold you accountable. There's a good chance they're in your small group, but you need to find those people. And then you need to make them. And what I mean by that is you need to nurture a friendship with them. Don't, do not go up to someone who looks wise and say, hello, stranger, will you please join my inner circle? They will say no, and they should. So don't do that. It will take time. This isn't going to work itself out in a day. It's going to take time to nurture friendships, to grow them, to get to know them, and then you need to move them. You need to move them into your inner circle which means you might need to move some people out. And it will be really difficult, but I'm telling you, it will be worth it. It will be so worth it. Future you will thank you, present you will thank you. Because the truth is, if if you hear anything tonight at all, I hope you hear that you deserve great friends. You do. I think we're in this weird uh, place in our culture where we are becoming way more independent, which is great. There's a lot of pros to that. But I think we have unfortunately tied independence and isolation together. And you don't need to isolate yourself, you don't need to do this alone. And maybe for some of you, you're thinking, well, it's just easier if I just do this alone. But you don't have to. God created you for community. He created you to be in relation with one another. He created you to have community because he loves you so much. I mean, think about it. He sent his son to earth and gave him community. Jesus didn't walk around by himself. He had friends around him. And God wants the same for you. He wants you to have a great inner circle. You deserve a great inner circle. You are worthy of having a great inner circle. And if you are in someone's inner circle, I challenge you to be the best friend they could ever have. To let them know they're not alone. To encourage them, to love them, to reach out to them, to be there for them, to point them back to Jesus, to help them take, to take them somewhere ultimately where they want to go. To help them become the best version of themselves they can be. Because you deserve that in your life. Your friends deserve that. And I know all of you in here want community. It's probably why you're here. So if we're going to be in community, let's make the best of it. Let's be the best friend we can be. And let's create the healthiest inner circle that we can have. So I would love for you to talk about this your small groups and if you are sitting here and you're thinking I do not have a great inner circle I don't have great friends I challenge you to say that in small group because I know for a fact there there are people in your group who want to be there for you who want to be in your inner circle so before we go to that I would love to pray for you Father thank you so much for this Night for the living room where we can come to worship you, to learn more about you. God, we're just so grateful. And God, I am so grateful for the community created here. Father, we know that you don't want us to do life alone. But we also know that our friendships are one of the easiest things we can just put on the back burner, one of the easiest things we can downplay the importance of. And God, I know you don't want us to do that. So, Father, I just pray moving forward, God, as we walk into this week, As we walk into the rest of the semester, God, I just ask that you not only challenge us to notice who's in our inner circle, but God, you give us the courage to make some changes, and God, you bring people into our lives who need to be in our lives. And Father, I pray for everyone in here who is in someone's inner circle. God, I just ask that you give them the compassion, the empathy, Father, the energy to be the best friend they can be to the person who is leaning on them, trusting them, and looking to them. So God, thank you for this night. Thank you for these groups. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.